What's up, everyone, and welcome to Raise the Geek, your destination for the biggest geek news and reactions in movies, TV, comics, and gaming. This week, let's talk Moon Knight finale and full season reactions and our reaction to the long-awaited trailer for Avatar 2. So we're going to talk about that and so much more this week on Raise the Geek, and by we, I mean Chris. And um, let's go... And we're back. Welcome, everyone, to episode 54 of Raise the Geek. We're going to talk some Moon Knight. We're going to talk some Avatar 2. We're going to fill it in with some goods. But first, I'm Chris, and I'm here with my buddy Don. How are we doing, man? Chris, what is up tonight, my friend? Another night. <laughs> I think now we've finally can officially say we've probably transferred to night recording people or that's just the way it's been happening in the past three or four week uh episodes but yeah man we're here in the evening um wait until we have to do those early morning recordings it'll be like four in the morning we're like gotta record oh my gosh that's the next step that's the next step in the evolution (laughs) of this show yeah but i'm okay man just uh sitting enjoying enjoying my evening and uh getting ready to talk some nerd stuff with you so yeah, man. How are you? How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Spent a week binging Better Call Saul, trying to catch up for the finale. Oh, got two episodes left of season five and four of season six. And somehow I killed five seasons of TV, 50 episodes of Better Call Saul in what, a couple weeks? Man, for, for a guy who, who multiple, multiple times said he is not a binging person. When it's you've good, now done man. this. You've now done this a couple different times recently with... Better call Saul, and then what was the other one? Um, severance, severance, you binged. So, man, I mean, are you becoming a binger? Is this, uh, is this your you, is this your new way? <laughs> when you give me quality entertainment, I'll sit and watch it. I think that's yeah. been the I think that's been the uh, the secret. If you're watching something good, it's easy to binge. When you're watching garbage, I don't want to come back to it. Um, that's true. But I'm enjoying the hell out of Better Call Saul. I'm sad to see that I'm catching up and it's going to end on me. Now, here's my question to you. I know you watched Breaking Bad. Yes. So you you, you got that under your belt. Yeah. Better Call Saul's been sitting around for about six, seven years. What was it that finally made you decide you wanted to watch this? I know, I know there was an announcement before this last season that uh, Walter and Jesse were going to appear in this. Is that what like sparked you to be like, all right, let me get in on better call Saul now or like was there a specific reason that it was the combination of that announcement knowing that it was ending like this was coming up in the last season and then like right at the same time netflix dropped season five so it was like this trifecta where it was like all of a sudden they're like hey walt and uh and jesse are going to be on better call Saul. we're going to tie in these shows and i was like oh i need to jump back into that show and then then netflix was like here it is so it's just kind of like let's do this so it's been like every night it's just eat dinner and sit down and be like all right let's watch better call salto one in the morning every day yeah it's quality television like nine like 9 p.m to 1 a.m every day man and and some mornings when i gotta get up at six because i gotta be somewhere maybe a little rough rough mornings (laughs) rough mornings but totally totally worth it i've also been diving through my back catalog of comics 
went to the comic mm. book store this week and they were like, oh, they pulled my box and put it in the uh, call because after four weeks, they get ready to close your box. They like call you and they're like, hey, are you coming to get your stuff? Where are you, dude? Yeah. So I'm like, it's already been four weeks. Dude was like, yeah. Um, so I bought way too many comics and then I came home and threw it on my pile and I was like I gotta read some books so I've been trying to catch up on something's killing the children came back so I caught up on the two issues of that caught up on House of Slaughter caught up on Berserker um, caught up on Oblivion Song Nightwing sure catching up on some stuff Noctara's on the top of my list now Hulk Donnie Kate's Hulk is like one of the best comics out there right now that book is insane yeah, I'm a I'm a issue or two behind on that one, but that one's pretty fun. But that's that's always a good way to spend a day is catching up on your reading pile. I got to do some of that myself. I've been trying to tackle some here as well. Uh, I think I caught up on Devil's Reign, which was like the Daredevil crossover that they just finished. Um, what's the furthest place from here? I read the first five. I think we you talked about that one time. That's a very good book uh uh, little monsters a new jeff lemire book i've read the first two and that's a fun one so yeah man comic books for life love them i'm I'm, it feels good to get back into them a little bit there but don this weekend dr strange and the multiverse of madness came out we've seen it it. we're not going to talk about it right now we're going to (laughs) share our thoughts next week give everyone a chance to see it let us digest and we wanted to talk moon Knight first and get that out there while that finale just aired here in this last week. So we really wanted to dive into that because that's all fresh in our head as well. And we need to let Dr. Strange percolate a little bit. But one of the things that did happen, which we knew was coming with this movie, was a trailer for Avatar 2. Way of the Water or something like that. Something with water. (laughs) Something with water. They were, they were making a big deal about this trailer. They were like, it's only going to be attached to this movie. It's not going to be released online. You can't, you have to go to the theater to see this movie. You have to experience this trailer, Don. Mm. Experience it. Okay. How, how was that experience for you? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Pretty, it was meh. M-E-H. If I guess I could sum it up in that simple word. Um, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it's just your basic trailer with a teaser. It was a teaser. So uh, like a, a, some, some, a bunch of shots that they pasted together over a song and kind of just trying to giving you a, a feel of, of the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I will say on the positive note, everything did look pretty nice, beautiful, at, like for, for, you know, the way it looks, the CGI of it, but just being like a guy who's not, super interested in the avatar world universe like it doesn't do much for me personally i mean avatar was a movie that came out in what 2009 so we're like 13 years removed from that movie so it's hard i I find it hard to be hyped for that uh aside from if i actually sat down to watch avatar again which i don't think i want to because i mean nothing about the first one blew me away or anything like the hype around that movie i still don't fully understand it was just kind of a big overblown cgi movie directed by james cameron i don't know if that's his name attached to it was part of it but i don't know man um so yeah nothing nothing crazy special to me like i don't i don't i don't get avatar i guess is what i'll say um no i was i mean 
obviously interested in seeing what after this amount of time and so many delays and so many things and knowing that there's like four sequels coming to this thing they filmed yeah. already like two three and four i think like they have these i think it's supposed to be like every year for the next four years or something we're supposed to get an avatar movie and it's just the investment that's gone into these things and then just thinking it's been 13 years and yeah it's the highest grossing movie of all time or will be once they re-release it in september or whatever they do but i mean does that mean and that doesn't mean anybody still wants it. it's been 13 years like who is <laughs> yeah. your audience for this movie and i just can't is there enough of a hype and now we're post-pandemic you know like movie going habits have completely changed i mean do you think come december people are going to come out and then what if we get other peaks or valleys and people are scared you know we get raisin cases come up for the winter and people get afraid to go to the movies you know that's right. going to happen i mean regardless of anything it's still going to happen and it's just like it's not going to perform in anywhere close to what they have to be thinking right i don't think so like like we've been seeing the trend lately like even these great other great movies like no one's going to the movies unless it's for superhero pictures i'm sorry to say that like that's just just the way it is right now um not saying that those other movies aren't good there's a lot of good movies that have been coming out that those people aren't going to see i wait 45 um, days and rent them at home yeah this, exactly so or wait for a streaming it, device to get it sonic the hedgehog 2 is going to be on uh paramount plus at the end in like two weeks Right. So that's when I'll be watching it. Me too. Um, <laughs> I lost zero. Like I was really looking at movie times for Sonic two. Like I should just go to the movies and see it. It'd be fun, whatever. And then I saw that announcement. They're like, Oh, in three weeks, it'll be on Paramount plus. I was like, never mind. Right. I lost all urge to go to the movies. I was like, Nope, I'm good. I'll watch it. Yeah. I can wait. I don't know, but like, yeah, like bringing up the 13 years in between, like they're in this weird place that some movies when it's a long time between the first one and the second one or like whichever one in a sequel like sometimes it's been so long that that adds to the excitement like that's how some people are feeling right now about this new top gun movie that's coming out like oh my god a new top gun it's i can't wait like i can't wait i can't believe they're making another top gun movie but like avatars in this weird place where it's like the number 13 it's like it's been a long time but not quite long enough for it to be like wow another avatar but it's also like oh i don't care anymore you know what i mean like it's too long and too short at the same time to kind of use that nostalgia excuse you can't use that because it's a movie from 2009 the first one yeah but i don't know plus it's a, you can understand what i'm saying yeah it's a, it, but it's also at the same time you lose the nostalgia aspect because it's cgi characters so everything's going to look the same. It's like, you know, when we when we go, we'll go watch Top Gun 2, yeah, it's been 30 years, 40, 40 years. I don't even want to do the math of that. But it's been, you know, 30-something years since Top Gun 1. But we're still going to see Tom Cruise as like an older maverick. And what does that mm -hmm. mean? And what's this? And you kind of have the older characters mixed with the newer characters. And you can kind of do that kind of like reboot thing they like to do. Avatar, you don't have that because the majority no. of all your big characters are CGI. They're not going to look older. They're not going to be wiser. They're going to be through nothing. You know, I mean, it's like you have to, it's just not going to look the same. And you have that nostalgia and realistically long awaited sequels. Has any of them really been worth it? I remember they were all pumped up for, you know, 15 years for Zoolander 2. I still haven't even watched it. All right. Um, Anchorman 2, was that worth it? I don't know. You know, maybe I mean, the Maybe the newest Ghostbusters might be in there. Who knows? But there's a few, there's some that work, but 
for Avatar, I don't think it's going to, I don't know. I could be totally off base and it may be like a huge blockbuster. Who knows? Maybe people are clamoring for this, but me personally, I'll be all right. (laughs) I was a little underwhelmed. I will say with those trailers, since you, since you brought it up watching Top Gun, they had that long, did you get the long ass trailer? Yeah. It was like 10 minutes long. It was like a whole scene of a movie. Um, well, I, I was told it was super long because after about after about two two minutes of it, I went to go get some popcorn. So uh, I didn't see the the full thing. See, I watched the whole thing, and I was watching through the beginning, and I'm like, "Why is this still on? Why is this so long?" I was just sitting there like, "What is going on?" And then I started watching, and watch. By the end, I was like, "Kind of want to watch that movie right now." <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about Top Gun here. But now with all of this nostalgia, you don't want to miss it because I'm sure we're going to talk about Avatar 2 in some capacity when we hit the end of the year. You're not going to want to miss that because I'm sure it's going to be hilarious. So make sure you like, subscribe, and follow this podcast, Raise the Geek, on all podcasts and social media services. Hit us up with those five-star reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Just click on the top and be like, five stars. Leave a comment. We'll read it on the show. If you want to join the conversation that Don and I have on a weekly basis, hit us up on Twitter at Raise the Geek or shoot us an email at RaiseTheGeek at Gmail dot com dot com you said it we got a we got a space for all the geeks so everybody come join in like chris said join the conversation let's talk about it and to help out the show before we talk about moon night we want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by anchor.fm it is now time for us to talk about moon night the most recent Disney Plus MCU show is now in the books. It's it over. Is. We were waiting for Moon Knight. We were pumped up. We had ESPN footballers telling us to check out Marvel's new Moon Knight during the trailer when they oh, right. Night football when they did that trailer, and that dude was like, "Marvel Comics, Mar- Marvel Studios, Moon Knight." You, and we watched the trailer. Me. You had you threw me off for a second. You're like, we had ESPN footballers. I was like, where are we going with this? Where's, I've, I'd forgotten that they did that. Yeah, I think, uh, I think everybody did. I, I'm sure anyone else listening was like, what is this dude saying? Hopefully you didn't turn <laughs> us off. So, Don, let's throw some overall thoughts as to what we thought of the limited series. I guess this is mini series only season of Moon Knight ever. There mm-hmm. ever is going to be. We'll never see Moon Knight again. Well, that's all. That's up for. We'll talk about that. that. I got yeah. that at the end of this conversation here, but just overall thoughts of Moon Knight. Um, where was your hype level coming into it um, versus where it is now that we're just kind of coming out of the finale? Yes, yes, yes. Well, for those who listen to our show, and thank you to those that do, uh, we have already had an episode about Moon Knight. Um, after the first episode premiered, we kind of wanted to get our feet wet a little bit and talk about the premiere and just the uh, way that made us feel just after one episode. And we said then, after talking about that one, that that was probably the best um, premiere episode of a Disney Plus Marvel show that we've had. And we both, I'm pretty sure we both agreed on, yes, we agreed that it was. And I still stand by that, that I think it really was the best introduction to one of these shows. but that being said, somewhere along the line, during the five episodes that followed, it could never really live up to that for me. Um, I don't know, man. It's 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 
it's one of these shows that you go in with the expectations and i don't i think this might be a lesson that i'm just learning with the mcu in general is to over the past few projects is not to let your expectations get to the point where you're going to be disappointed because that just seems like it keeps happening to me uh, <laughs> lately. Like I have these, you know, with the exception being Spider-Man, cause I think that was amazing and lived up to every expectation I wanted. But besides that, I'm thinking about phase four and just in general, I'm like, Oh man, I just kind of wanted more out of it. And this kind of falls into that too. Oh, yeah. um, because with the show, I was expecting it, the MCU to kind of go into a new, darker grittier street level daredevil style show and to me it kind of didn't deliver on that so maybe that's just my expectations and i i can only blame myself for that but i mean i do have some positive thoughts about things that happened in the show like here and there if you take things into a like you know separate things and look at them in you know small little sections i can find sections that i really did like but overall uh I mean, it, it kind of missed the mark overall, I would say to me. Um, I don't know. And we'll kind of talk about it, but your your general thoughts about the series. Uh, they're pretty similar. I, I, re- <laughs> I, I really did enjoy. I do. Uh, re- glad we talked about the finale without or the premiere without talking about the whole rest of the show. I'm glad we did this the way that we did it. Um, because the premiere, as you said, was great. I watched it twice. I was super into it. I was super pumped for the show. And uh, then, like I said, watching it, it just didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. And once again, I don't know if it's my expectations as well as to what I was thinking it was going to be. I don't, but I don't really know what my expectations were. I just think I wanted more. And mm-hmm. the story that they were telling and the way that they told the story just didn't work for me. And I think there's ways that it could have worked, but I just personally didn't like the way that they did it. And I'll get into it. And I know when it fell off for me, I know what my problems were because I pretty much watched all five of these episodes this week. So it's pretty fresh for me. I didn't keep up with it because as I said, in the first half, I've been watching Better Call Saul every night. Took Um, over your life. Took over my life. And once again, it could be part of the problem is I've been watching Better Call Saul and then just switch years hardcore to Moon Knight was mm-hmm. jarring so i mean i could have somebody like well this isn't what vince gilligan would do so yes. you know um i i might have been wanting more just from a, a quality standpoint at that and once again i agree with you from just the mcu in general phase four including really these a lot of these uh disney plus shows yeah there there is a something missing and i don't quite know what it is and hopefully we can kind of get to the bottom of that but before we do any deep dives going to give you a Mm -hmm. quick recap of just what happened just in case you've been like don who watched it weekly and don't remember episode two just trying to get or you didn't watch it at all and just want to know what we thought um just a little bit of what the show is about spoilers start here so if you haven't watched it yet and you want to and you still made it this far maybe give it a pause and go watch some moon Knight or listen to my recap and see if it's enough for (laughs) you to want to listen to us it could be enough. We'll see. And this will probably help me out as well. So I'm interested. I'm all ears. That was my hope. So the basic plot of Moon Knight season one or the limited series um, basically introduced us to uh, Stephen Grant, played by Oscar Isaac, who was basically suffering from multiple personalities or dissociative identity disorder. 
and um, was chain him, chaining himself to the bed and just kind of wanders around at night and was having a lot of, lot of issues. And there was a lot of little Easter eggs of going through trying to figure out who he was and what's going on. Um, they showed that Stephen worked at a hospital or a museum, worked at a, in the uh, gift shop at a museum and just kind of had a life that was trying to keep it together. And you kind of felt for Stephen and you kind of pushed through everything with that. And then he ended up black blacking out at certain times so they would do this run this thing where he would black out whenever things got bad and then he would wake up and everyone would be dead around him and he ended up meeting arthur harrow played by ethan hawk who was basically um the whole show hovered around egyptian gods and uh arthur harrow was all about bringing amit back to life which is a croc crocodile egyptian god whose whole shtick was that she wanted to judge people before they did things so if she would basically judge you and if you ended up um if there's something 20 years in the future that you're gonna do that's going to hurt people or be evil they'll just kill you now so women children everybody it was just no one was safe it was if 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 she assumed that and that was what uh harrow wanted to do and then on the flip side we had um, discovered by the end of the first episode that uh stephen grant once again oscar isaac was tied to Kanchu, which is another Egyptian god, and he had another his other moon. personality. Egyptian god of the moon. Egyptian god of the moon, Moon Knight, hence the title of the show. So that was when we discovered uh, Stephen's other personality, Mark Spector, and he was the alter ego for Kanchu or the avatar for Kanchu, and he could become Moon Knight. And that was how they ended the first episode, showing the suit, and he beat the hell out of that uh, pharaoh dog, and it was awesome. And that first episode was great. And then we went into the rest of the show, and the rest of the show kind of took a couple dives there, um, trying to keep going. It felt like it dragged a little bit, but um, it was then trying to just do this hunt of trying to figure out how to get to uh, Egypt, basically, to free Amit. And it was a quest to find the tomb around Egypt. And they did a couple little mini adventures until they can find Amit. And they killed two episodes like that. I think building up to their big twist, which was basically going to be while they, while they finally found Amit's tomb and they're getting ready. And Steven has Amit. Harrow comes in and shoots him in the chest and kills him. And then we do this big twist switch thing where we go to a mental institution and we have Steven and we really dive into the multiple personality aspect. And then um, after that, we dive into Steven's character and Mark's character and their past and their history. And then once they're able to come back to life with the help of another Egyptian god, which I'm looking up the name right now, Tefnuts. It was a giant hippo. I thought her name was like Twaharet or something. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, you're right. I'm looking okay. at Tefnut's avatar is what I saw on IMDb. You are totally like, right. It's Tararet. I was like, who the hell is Tefnuts? That another, sounds like a, that's another that one of the like gods. A... It was another one of the gods where they had the chamber of the gods. That episode three where they went to the chamber of the gods and they were talking about like trapping the gods in little statues and then they were trying to find this tomb i have no idea i watched that episode and read a recap i do not know what happened in that episode like that episode to me just didn't make any sense mm. um but ultimately we came back around to mark being in a mental institution we do deep dove into multiple personalities and got a lot of backstory on mark and steven as a 
combined character. And then they were able, with uh, Towerette's help, bust free from the um, underworld, come back to life, and they had their big battle mm-hmm. in, in Egypt, trying to fight Amit and uh, Kanchu to bring everybody back to life. Moon Knight in a nutshell. Nutshell. There's obviously oh. a lot more, and we'll dive into some of the details here in a minute. Um, but just if you needed a refresher, that's hopefully yes. good enough. Did that help you, Don? Did you have questions? Did I leave anything out? No, man. You you you're you were good there. Nice nice little recap. Um, yeah, dude. That's kind of that's kind of what happened in here. Just as a side note, what do you think about the six episode? Uh, blueprint here that Marvel has been doing with Hawkeye first and Moon Knight is it long enough do do these because this to me is like the second finale in a row of a six episode series that has felt super rushed to like try to get everything in like everything answered and tied up in a nice little bow by the end Um, I don't think that every Disney plus Marvel show has been six, but like they've been going that route here. I think WandaVision was longer and, and Falcon might've been eight. I feel like eight's a good number. I don't know. Six to me just feels like they can't get their stories in. And that's why we're feeling rushed at the end. I don't know if you agree on that. I do. Um, With this one, I think with Hawkeye, the problem was they tried to do way too much. So they had a lot of story threads to wrap up and to their credit, I think they at least, got you a closure for pretty much all of those threads um yeah rushed but they did it this one i felt like six probably would have been fine for the story that they wanted to tell they wasted time they Mm -hmm. had episodes in the middle because they wanted to drag out their twist and they dragged that out all the way to episode four where they where they wanted to do this twist thing where you know they wanted it wanted you to think that everything that happened before was in his head yeah and i think that that was kind of like stretched into episodes four and five really kind of dealt with those things you know we had i think we had two entire episodes here without moon knight like there was no moon knight character in yes. the costume like episode four i don't think he was in it at all and then episode five he was only in it for a second in like a flashback of when Kanshu brought uh mark back to life and they showed him like switching to the moon knight costume real quick and that was it um i kind of understand where that they wanted to go for something different and do that and parts of the exploring the did uh syndrome he has and and how mark created uh steven as a child to kind of cope with his trauma he suffered as a child like being mentally really mostly mentally abused by his mother as when he was a child i think a lot of those ideas were good and like kind of beautiful in the way in a way but like showing a character that complex but i feel like they spent too much they might have spent a little too much time on it and just like the show's called moon knight man and at the core of me i just kind of want to see moon knight doing stuff you know what i mean not so much uh of the other things um that's just me because i think moon knight is a cool character in the comics and i kind of wanted to just see him beating some ass and i mean like in this show if you really go back and look it's very sparingly used like him as moon knight as a you know as a hero protecting people Kanchu keeps saying throughout the entire show like will you protect those who travel in the night when did he do that 
he never did that. I mean, the, the majority of this show is spent in Egypt and him trying to stop the emergence of another Egyptian god to, you know, save the world. But I kind of just want to see Moon Knight fighting a bunch of dudes. You know what I mean? That's what kind of what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and you had to wait all the way basically to the finale to really see yeah. that kind of action. And then they did other things that well i mean in episode six the best i mean the best action in the show was in the finale when like it was um steven as mr knight fighting dudes with his two little bow staffs and they were switching back and forth between the two of them but yeah Yeah. when he went when he was flying through with those bow staffs and he was whooping ass and i was like okay this is cool yeah that was definitely cool and i was like where was this this entire show that's what i wanted um so I don't know. Now, I think from a story standpoint, that fifth episode, which was all in the underworld, learning about Mark and his past and that character development, that really was my favorite episode of the show. Oh, it was very like, it was it was, good. it was a great episode of TV, but it was poorly placed. And just mm-hmm. it's just everything about this show is weird. The way that they decided to do things, um, I lost a lot of interest when they did their twist because I struggled with episodes two and three, knowing what I was looking for, like what's happening in this show, like what are what are we working towards? And then when they decided to like twist us at the halfway through four, and they're like, "Oh, he's in a mental institution." Everything I I thought as a viewer that everything we watched up to this point was in his head, and they were going to go that route. And I was extremely frustrated at that point because I'm like, why have I been trying to watch this and care about it for three episodes? And now halfway through episode four, you're going to tell me it's all in his head. And it wasn't really until episode five or the end of episode four that they finally told you like, hey, this is the underworld. And they kind of let you realize that everything was still happening. Right. And yeah, it really sometimes, took me sometimes twists, sometimes twists try to get too smart for their own good, you know? Yeah, this one um, was. It took me out of the show 100%. Mm-hmm. I struggled I struggled to get back at this point because I was just like, oh, God, what's the point of watching the show? And it was kind of like Legion. I don't know. Did you, did you ever watch Legion? Okay. It was like Legion, but not as executed as well. So I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, dude, just, just I'm with you that some of the, the just the tonal – way the show kind of went just kind of felt disjointed and mismatched a little bit like things just were weirdly paced for a six episode show like you said it seemed like season five could have been earlier and we could have done i don't know i don't know man um yeah they spent a lot of time on on things that i don't know why they did the way that they did and mm -hmm. they struggled and we haven't mentioned her yet but layla was a big portion of this show which was mark specter's wife Mm-hmm. and she ends up ex-wife. being a super ex-wife or soon to be ex-wife and she ended up being a superhero as well um with the help of Towerette and i guess those were the only two gods that gave people costumes or right the other uh, guys were just the other guy was just wearing like a suit and tie <laughs> yeah everyone else was just wearing suits and ties and you know everyone else yeah nobody else had costumes but these two moon knight got a costume and even when uh, arthur harrow took the form of uh his god 
image. And he became yeah, he, her he avatar. Was still, he still, he was still in a same. weird robe. Yeah, he was still in his weird red robe. Now he just had superpower. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, all right, I don't know why she's a superhero or what, where, where, what we're doing with this. But mm. um, I, I just I felt bad for her because I just felt like they never fleshed her out as a character. I never cared about her. She was such a plot device throughout this whole thing it was just hey we need her to react to something let's throw her in that and then even when they would try to give character development to talk about her father and to do any of this stuff so you knew about it it still just felt so like oddly placed like they were walking they were trying to sneak into a tomb to uh surprise harrow and do this and then they just start having this conversation about her father and Mm -hmm. who she was and i'm like why are you guys talking about this now like you guys are on a stealth mission to like stop these bad guys and now you're having this whole big like the whole love triangle between steven and mark mark and layla was weird and it just (laughs) was oddly placed when they were trying to do that and it just it just didn't work for me yeah and and she's another one who kind of like you said was felt out of place until she finally kind of came up a little bit in the finale i mean becoming the scarlet scarab i guess they were calling her hero name is kind of cool and Mm-hmm. The little girl asking her, like, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she's like, yeah, I mean, that's cool. And and she did get some cool spots there in the finale. Yep. But up until then, she's just kind of, you know, the love interest kind of on the side. So I guess it is cool to see her get redeemed a little bit in the final episode. But I, I mostly agree with you that, yeah, it was a little out of place. Um, I don't know. What did you think of some of these performances, though? Like. Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke really are the two main ones. I mean, did you? You can't go you feel wrong about with one of them. Yeah, I think they're both good. I think they both kind of. It's one of these things where, even if it's a movie or a show that you don't love, but you can still recognize a good performance. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Oscar Isaac really did a good job. I think because that dude's just so damn good that you know he pulled this off really good playing i know playing dual characters can sometimes be hard and a lot of people aren't able to pull it off but i think for the most part he kind of did um being able to go back and forth and you know steven arguing with mark and mark arguing with steven and then i guess jake lockley at the end who we finally meet um but i thought given the material he he did really well and ethan hawk i mean he's just a good actor too so even though the Arthur Harrow character didn't blow me away and wasn't groundbreaking in any way. It was still fun, especially being like the main villain of this show for a character that the general public for sure doesn't know. And even me and you who read comic books are like Arthur Harrow. We don't know who that is. Um, you know, he's kind of a little side villain for Moon Knight in the comics, rarely used, but he, he did the best with what he could, yeah. you know, given the material. So I can respect those two performances. I'm glad you know they kind of delivered 100 100 i only wish with harrow that they wouldn't have been insistent on putting glass breaking sound effects every time he took a step that was unnecessary and i guess that was his idea ethan hawks he wanted that <laughs> he like kind of came up with that scene i don't know what it represents this, or what it means this the scene at the beginning of him putting the glass in his shoes was cool and it makes sense yeah. but then I spent five episodes after that. Every time that dude took a step, I heard crunch, crunch, crunch. And I was like, you know, like he's not walking on glass. He's mm-hmm. the, it's in his shoe and it's tight. There's there's going to be no noise. 
right he's walking <laughs> it's in his shoe there's no sound you know he can yeah. show that reaction like remind you that he's pained when he's walking but there's no sound there would be very little sound especially after a walk through the desert you know like he they were still doing glass break noises as he's walking on sand i'm like I think at this point that's that glass mm. would have been like in his foot and wedged in there and really shouldn't be breaking anymore. We get it. He's a masochist. He's walking yeah. on glass. It's over. <laughs> but yeah, that just, I just, I, once I heard it, I couldn't unhear it. And it just was one of those things, but no, uh, performance wise. Yeah. They did great. F Murray Abraham as a uh, was a good voice um, for sure to, to bring in that they had a lot of moral dilemmas. Like I said, there was a lot of positive with the show. It just, the way it was put together, the way that they, the story that they wanted to tell and the way they wanted to tell it, it was disjointed and just didn't blow me away to the levels I wanted it to. No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. When, when I first heard a Moon Knight show was coming out, I just more imagined a um, street level and supernatural kind of merged together as one, mm-hmm. like him just being a nighttime hero who kind of deals with, you know, Kanchu, of course, is still in it, but he gives him these powers to be, you know, this scary, you know, vengeful night Avenger, basically. And that's kind of what I wanted out of this show. Like, you know, a lot of coming out from Kevin Feige and the rumors around it was like, oh, this will be the show that makes you most feel like you're watching a Netflix Marvel show again. It didn't do that. Um, no, it was way too big. Yeah, yeah. The, the scope of it was... You know, they, they went big with it, and I kind of don't know if they needed to, at least for me. I would have just liked something more small scale, a story of, you know, put him in, you know, a city he's protecting at night, and I would have been cool with that. Um, yeah. So. I mean, even kinda... doing that story, smaller scale, mm-hmm. would have been more intriguing, I think. I think it just went too big, going all the way to Egypt and having these giant gods fighting each other over pyramids and it just was too big it was i mean it's cool to have a kaiju fight every now and then but this show didn't need it you know not not every superhero needs to save the world every time sometimes they can just do things on a smaller level and still be as entertaining or more entertaining so that was what i enjoyed about hawkeye was the street level Mm -hmm. aspect of it right you know it it just wasn't big and these, these are all intimate stories you know wandavision was its own contained area, its own story that it took. You know, it wasn't a save the world thing. Um, I Captain America or, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, that was a little bit, that was a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, Loki was its own thing. But yeah, Hawkeye was just so nicely contained into this, uh, the street. And I think this didn't need, to, it could have been its own thing. And instead it was this, let's save the world. Um, it yeah. was too big. I agree with you on that. It was just way too big. One thing I will say about this show is um, that I will give it credit for is of all the projects we've had so far, this one feels the most separate and that's good or bad. However you want to look at it. I think that's the main reason they were able to get Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke for this is because they were interested that it wasn't so connected to the MCU. So it kind of depends on what you want as a fan. You know, some of us like, when these stories all connect with each other, but some people are like, well, I'd like to take things separate. Like me and you have talked about what they should do with DC, like keep the stuff separate. Mm-hmm. Now MCU has had years and years of them having everything connect, but it is a little bit refreshing to have one that, you know, you can watch standalone 
that you don't have to know who Iron Man is to know what's going on. You know, uh, this show, I think, is, like I said, the only one that didn't have any guest spots from any previous characters from other properties, even though I did read somewhere that originally the Eternals were supposed to be in this, um, <laughs> which would have been weird, but cool at the same time. But still, I'm, I give them props for not doing it. So, I mean, I will give them credit for that part of it. Um, and I, it's something the that time, they need to do more of. Yeah, for sure. I agree. But that brings us to, I guess then does that mean that this is so completely separate that i mean oscar isaac really doesn't need to come back as moon knight if he doesn't want to and and it really wouldn't have an effect on any of the rest of the mcu like if moon knight never shows up again which you know i think would be unfortunate just because the character's cool yeah but it really wouldn't have an effect on the rest of the mcu which is weird you know a little anything else is like if this person never showed up again that would affect this and this and this this one doesn't have that problem um but where we're at right now with the mcu you can almost say that with all the all everything mm -hmm. i mean shang chi sure if he never showed up again would as of right now would it affect anything his story had a happy ending yeah it did the eternals you know i mean yeah if you never saw the Eternals again, which we might not, who knows? Here's the thing. And I feel like this is a conversation me and you are going to have next week, especially. Um, Cause as we did mention earlier in this episode, we did both go see Dr. Strange. We're not going to talk about it here. We're going to kind of hold our thoughts and let them percolate a little bit. But phase four to me, just in general is starting to feel like things aren't as connected as they once were phase one two and three felt like every movie was leading into the next movie and like you had to see the previous movie to know what you're getting into in the next movie because this person might show up and we might talk about this and this is all building to this i don't know what phase four is building to and i don't think i think we thought we knew and like i said i don't want to give too much away but we thought we knew that it was the multiverse but there's been so many multiverse stories now that are kind of just, it feels like Feige was like, all right, guys, we're doing the multiverse, but I'm not going to tell you how it's connected to itself. So you want to do something multiverse, you do it. And it's going to be different from what this guy does. And what happened in this multiverse story has nothing to do with this multiverse story. And what happens in the second multiverse story has nothing to do with the third one. I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but that's just my feeling about phase four in general is like, you know, nothing that happened in Moon Knight matters to Hawkeye. Nothing that happened in Hawkeye matters to Falcon and Winter Soldier. So it's all just kind of, I'm not saying that I'm worried, but I'm just kind of thinking that there's like a shift in storytelling. And Moon Knight is just another example of that. Um, whether that's a good or a bad thing, I don't know. I guess we're just kind of finding it out as we go along. <laughs> yeah, Phase 4 has been weird yeah <laughs> like you yeah like you said you, you think you know what they're gonna do and they just haven't shown their hand yet so it's been very like all right well how many how many projects in this phase four are we gonna do between movies and disney plus where we don't know what's really going on on the larger scale because mm -hmm. why am i gonna keep coming back to each and every one of these things you know are all of these must see because i don't think they are <laughs> yeah yeah man 
I'm just saying, like in, in all the previous phases, we kind of had an idea what we were working towards. I don't know what we're working towards right now with phase four, which, like I said, is how however you depend on depends on how you look at it. If you like that or you don't, it's just an interesting. Observation. We'll dive into that next week. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, dive into sure. that deep next week, talking about phase four when we do give our impressions for um, Doctor Doctor Strange. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Um. How did you feel? Because they decided I did not like how the show ended because I felt like knowing it was a limited series, Mm -hmm. I felt like it was, as we said, already rushed. But then I felt like there were a lot of questions still left hanging Mm -hmm. because even they did, I drove me insane that they did this, but they did the whole blackout thing during the final battle. Like they just took you out of the final battle where Harrow is about to kill Moon Knight. And then they flash, 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 screen went black. And when it came back, Moon Knight killed everybody. But you didn't see it. Right. And yeah, it was one thing in the beginning. But now you're like, okay, well, you just took away all of the end of this. Awesome action. Right. All of this is gone now. And I don't know why. So you can have this. And then the show ended. And I was like, and then, of course, there's a mid credit scene that showed Kanju still having. And this is after they Kanju freed Mark and Steven and mm-hmm. let them go live their life. And then Kanju's like, well, I don't need them. I got Jake here. And it was Oscar Isaac speaking Spanish and he shot Harrow in the head. Yeah. And, 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 and that was supposed to imply to us that the, the scene you were just talking about when Moon Knight, you know, beat the hell out of Harrow, that was Jake. Yeah, and they did it a couple over, times throughout the show. Mm-hmm. They did it a couple times where, you know, Stephen would be like, or Mark would be like, was that you, Stephen? No, you know what yeah. happened so it's, right it's, so i guess jake my jake is the really brutal one that we didn't really get to see um take over which yes is a little bit of a cheap way to tease that we might be going somewhere but that's the thing is we don't know if we're getting more moon night oscar isaac only signed on for one season so they, you know there's no guarantee we'll ever see him again uh so I, I, yeah, I was a little disappointed in that too. But like, but then there was, there's just so many like, okay, so you decided to shoot Harrow after he had uh, the, I keep forgetting the God's name. Which one? Amit. Uh, uh-huh. He became Amit's avatar and Amit or Amit was placed in Harrow and then they wanted to kill him. But then Steven and Mark were like, no, we're not going to do that. You kill him if you want. So he was like, all right. So he grabbed Jake and did it. But what happened to Layla? Did she keep those powers? We never no, saw her think, again. Yeah, and I they made it seem like she didn't commit to being yeah. uh, Taharite's avatar. So that, that was just kind of like a temporary way to get out of that situation. So who knows what we'll see with that character in the future, which I believe is a character created for the show. She's not even from the comics, so they could really could go any kind of direction they want with that. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Does but does this show need a season two based on how this one ended, or is it wrapped up enough? It's wrapped up enough, but I could also say that for a lot of things that ended up getting more. You know, yeah. they could have they could have ended things, certain other franchises, and they just keep going with it because you know that's just the thing you do when you make money. Um, for me, I as much as I the show didn't live up to my expectations, I would like to see Moon Knight pop up in something again whether it's a season two 
or like throw him into the movies into the mix with whoever like blade or or daredevil or or black knight if you want to throw moon knight in great i'd love to see it um but as far as need probably not but if a second season did get announced i mean i wouldn't not watch it um that's just how i feel i don't know how do you how do you feel yeah it's the same i don't need a yeah. season two but i don't i hate the idea that the, this is all the character gets right it, it feels kind of like unused potential i guess is basically the term here like underutilized in a way that i find disappointing i i just definitely in a nutshell as i've said throughout this entire conversation just kind of expected more and uh that doesn't make me feel good because i wanted to really like it um i expected to yeah and i expected to as well this was one of the ones i was more hyped for for um the the disney plus shows so i don't know it's you know it was not terrible by any means like we said we both thought there were a lot of good parts but just kind of the parts that didn't work so well outweighed those a little bit enough to kind of put it in the middle or bottom tier for me um which sucks that was gonna be my next question where's the rank for disney plus shows than you man yeah i just did a disney plus show ranking in my head or on twitter the other day so i i pretty much have mine already ready to go so i think for me right now in order i'd probably go wandavision one loki two um hawkeye three then i think i might put moon knight at four falcon and winter soldier at five and those two are pretty close to each other they're like four and five are close and then for me, as we talked about, bringing up the bottom is what if, which just didn't work for me. Um, I don't think I left anything out. Yeah, that, that's pretty much how my order would go. So WandaVision, Loki are the top to me. Hawkeye is pretty close to those. And then, yeah, Moon Knight, Falcon, and then what if. So like I said, bottom middle tier for Moon Knight. 100%. I agree. I yeah. Made- I mean, if you're putting what if, I mean, I didn't even think of what if, so I, that wouldn't even <laughs> yeah. made my list. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess obviously by default that puts it at the bottom, but yeah, I may put Moon Knight right above what if. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because I just, you know, even Falcon and Winter Soldier had moments that made me be pumped for the next episode. And this, yeah. this Moon Knight never had a moment that made me go, I need to watch the next episode. Yeah. I mean, not not so much. I just I just did because I'm a Marvel guy. Yeah. So I, just I mean, I did out of ob- obligation. Yeah. yeah, like habit, obligation. Like I just was like, I gotta know. I had faith and wanted, mm-hmm. just wanted more. So it's kind of kind of a bummer, but I would clearly watch more if they gave it to me. Yeah, we agree on it. That's how we're gonna. That's how we're gonna leave it. That's how we're gonna leave it. Up next for Disney Plus is Miss Marvel. No idea what we're doing with that one yet. When is that? Summer? June? July? June. Something it's like that. June, June coming up. Yeah. We got Obi-Wan first. It comes sure. after Obi-Wan. So we got the four weeks of Obi-Wan and then Miss Marvel comes in right after that. So I'm All super right. pumped for Obi-Wan. I'm hoping that can uh, redeem Star, Star Wars, Wars. <laughs> after Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. That one, that one was not for me either. So, Well, if the trailer's any indication, I'm, it looks like I'm going to enjoy Obi-Wan. Uh, I hope I do, because I do want to like a Star Wars property a lot again. 
yeah and obi-wan should i mean there's enough there i just hope that's i just hope it's learned from some of the uh issues that book of boba fett had so hopefully obi-wan's in it yeah that'd be nice <laughs> we know we get three episodes of baby yoda oh my like, god where the hell baby, is obi-wan if baby yoda pops up in the show then i'm done <laughs> i will be done uh, no. no let's just pretend let's just act like he won't no he can't he can't well i mean no he can but because the the mandalorian takes place after return of the jedi because obi-wan is before episode four so yeah timelines i'm watching Don, <laughs> don's eyes like oh, i don't i have no idea i don't, so, I don't know i don't know somebody Maybe else Baby Yoda's father. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, anybody understands the Star Wars timeline and wants to hit us up on Twitter to explain it to us so we can explain it to you, hit us up on Twitter at RaisedGeek uh, or shoot us an email at RaisedGeek at gmail.com. Um, let us know what you thought about Moon Knight. Definitely curious to, to hear more opinions on the show. I don't really know anybody else who watched it except for the couple of us. So I'd be interested to know what you all thought. And um, like I said, Don, next week we're coming at you with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and see where we are with Sam Raimi's Madness, edition. Madness, madness. Um, but I think that's going to do it for us this week. So for Raise the Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And thanks for checking out the show. Where geek is all we speak.